Hi, I'm Shane. And I'm Holly. And this is Don't Be Sorry. Hello, welcome back. How you doing? (laughs) Hello, hello. Um, yeah, hi. I'm, you know, I gotta start by saying that I'm really proud that we're being consistent with this, even though I feel like the world is falling apart and our lives are wacko. Um, this is as consistent as my therapy sessions (laughs) and it's pretty nice. I'm pretty proud of us too. I'm going to be honest with you. It's just funny. If we talk so much, you know, it just makes sense. And I think that's why it's consistent because we're consistent. We're consistent. Consistent. And for those of you who don't know, like Holly and I set up our computers and our microphones. We get everything, you know, in order and we're just FaceTiming. So you're just in on the conversation of us being fucking stupid and looking at our phone boxes. It's great. Yeah, but when Shane moves back, we're making a whole fucking room and I'm going to decorate it with a bunch of fucking titty posters and I'm so excited. (laughs) You're going to do the titty posters and I'm going to do the plants. It's going to be great. You yeah. do the plants, and then I'll get those hats that we were talking about. Those trucker yeah, hats. I'll oh, have a different hats. one. I'm going to have a different one every episode. I really like that. I don't know I how, that, but I'm going to. I think to. that having a trucker hat that says cornstarch for butthole is <laughs> a goal for me personally. Um, because straight up out of context. But it's it's just good advice, you know? Yeah, and honestly, like, I live by that. Like, that wasn't something I was trying to be funny. Like, it was that was this serious. real-life like, advice. It's Yeah, exactly. I do know some things, okay? There's some knowledge I do can bring to the table. Do can bring. street smarts. Yeah, it's street yeah. smarts for sure. <laughs> street smarts. <laughs> oh, oh, here man. we go. Um, <laughs> okay, so, you know, as everybody knows, um, everything in Gaza is happening, and we're trying to be on top of it as we can. We're doing as much of our own research as possible. Um, I found something very weird, um, not necessarily surprising, just fucking weird. Um, I read an article at, well, Vice News, and then I followed it up with um, a couple different articles, another quote that I got from the register. But the one from Vice News is saying that Adobe is selling AI-generated images showing fake scenes in Gaza. And then the one from the register says some news publishers are buying and using these pictures in online articles as if they were real. What the fuck? Like, we were talking about AI in, like, a fun way a couple weeks ago. And this shit is wild to me wild to the me. only the one that i saw um that blew my mind because i thought it was real was those ai generated people from florida getting sunburnt have you what? seen those uh-uh. Do, okay i'm sorry it's totally off topic but look those up they're ai generated people from florida with sunburns well i mean you it's know, suck it fucking scary i thought it was real anyways that's but that's one thing too and like you think about it and like this is a violent example of how crazy technology is and also how easy it is to get misinformation and again we are not a news source we don't have people who are fact checking shit like we're on our phones and we're on our computers and i'm just saying like don't take everything like take everything with a grain of salt do your own research be aware you know listen to the people who are dealing with the issues firsthand like listen to palestinians free fucking palestine like we're all about getting your news firsthand and major news corporations are crazy they always have been (sighs) so i just wanted to say that and that was wild that's my little news tidbit of the week um 
like we always say, hug your loved ones, hug your friends, be safe, support each other. Um, that's all we really have. So that's going to be my little bop in that Your little situation. bop for the, yeah, yeah that's a good bop. Yeah. Um, on another bop. On another bop. Um, on another bop. Um, yeah, I, um, this morning I woke up and, uh, I was sleeping and you know, I, my kiddo, he sometimes gets up before I do. He woke me up with breakfast in bed and I am so grateful that I got to experience that. Um, and I can't imagine what everybody's going through. Um, but that, it was really, it was really sweet. And, um, it's just another, you know, just another indicator to, indicator to, you know, yeah, to just be kind, be nice. Yeah. Be kind, be open. I think that it's, you know, our society is is has really morphed into the last couple generations um, a place where we have to fend for ourselves and there's this um me and only me mentality and i think when we start veering away from that we realize that our communities and you know the connections that we make and even people we don't know all deserve support and love and um just presence of each other excuse me so i think that that's very important to kind of keep in mind and like I, I hate, I don't hate, but it's so frustrating because times like these make you feel so grateful for what you have, but it's, that's not what it's about. It's like times like these kind of shed light on all the things that I think we as a, especially America, take for granted. Um, and I think that we really got to look at this as an opportunity to keep our ears open and our eyes open and pay fucking attention to what's going on because it's not one person for themselves it's all of us for better um so yeah stay safe be with your people love on your people um understand that shit happens and the world is psycho and crazy and hopefully something will come out of this that is better for the future but i don't know what that looks like and i don't think we will for a while um but yes point being is keep your mind open and do your own research and stay involved and try to you gotta leave that hoe alone to keep your mind right exactly keep yourself you know head on a swivel you fucking (laughs) i'm sorry oh my god um and again you know we say this every time it's like it's really hard to transition from that to this but the cognitive dissonance is wild and our lives still have to march on which is insane to think about um but we're like we said we do this as a place to get our minds right uh we do this as a place to have um comfort and find some peace and joy with everything going on in the world so uh yeah take that as it is but we're just we're gonna do this for a while and then we're gonna kind of go into all the other things that are going on in our little lives but um we yeah. did we did update our logo and mm-hmm. i we did Which it like 700 uh, we did it 700 times because i am the most indecisive person in the whole entire world and i can't it just goes fucking back to this millennial gray bullshit i can't decide on a color for anything you know what i mean <laughs> so thank you um but i'm working through it we decided you know we, we decided. did a good job 
we so, went from the the millennial gray i realized that the logo it was kind of <laughs> the oh, millennial fuck. gray logo that we had it was like the crinkly paper background and black text and then we went to this like very pop art vibrant red heart um which i love too because like it kind of encapsulates the fact that we're trying to be loving with ourselves and with others and with each other so don't be I sorry in so front of a big old heart cute. yeah oh it's my super God. cute Mm-hmm. So that's really it's, cool. And we yeah. worked on, yeah, we worked on that. Holly, I mean, you did most of the work because, I mean, I know that you were tripping about it, which is so I was cute. freaking. I was freaking <laughs> geeking, dude. Freaking geeking, dude. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, and then you got the little sweaters and oh, they yeah. came in so, the mail and they're so very like cute. A, but a week ago, um, if, I don't know, you know, if those of you who don't know, we are trying to test out some merch ideas. Uh, because we like the idea of having something that says don't be sorry on it um, because it's just a good thing to say to people and I think that it's important to remember that we don't need to apologize for our feelings but she did some mock-up um, merch ideas and I got a hoodie and Patty got a t-shirt and the t-shirt fits in perfectly the material's great hoodie's great um, I think it's really really comfortable but we're gonna we're gonna wear it for a while just to see what we like but yeah and it's not my like perfect you know idea of how it could be arranged you know what no, I mean it's, it's, it's just but it's, but also, it's fine I, mean, I like the placement I like the the font I think that it is very basic and not abrasive I think if we go with like the heart logo it would be cute to have a shirt with a little heart and says don't be sorry oh my on it. god I would fucking die I mm-hmm. love it and we shout out to our friend Emily in Nevada dude she I was talking to her the other day and she was like oh my gosh I would love a beanie and I was saying the same thing so we're gonna work on that too but um I also want to take the time oh my gosh I'm gonna pull some stuff up for you guys real quick I have been wanting to do this for two weeks straight Um, but I look at our podcast analytics all the time because it's fascinating to me and we shout out to our listeners because holy shit, we have listeners. Hold on. Can we actually talk about these people from Virginia? Who are you? Hold on. Let's, yeah. Who are you? Um, we have, dude, I don't even understand. I mean, obviously, you know, the internet is everywhere. So got to be a little bit like, duh about that. But it's going over all of our listeners from all time, all all time listeners. So since we started our first episode, we, oh my gosh, dude, just some places. We have the U.S., which I mean, there are, do, you, do we want to go into each state? Because this is crazy no. to me. I kind of oh, sure. do. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, it's your life. So, <laughs> I'm not going to say how many from each, but we have Oregon, Texas, um, Washington, Missouri, Nevada, California, Virginia, Colorado, New York, Arizona, Florida, Illinois, Massachusetts, Michigan, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Utah, and Wisconsin. And that's only in the States. Then we have fucking, oh my God, dude, it's crazy. And then we have Canada and it's, uh, on Ontario. Ontario? Shit. Ontario? Sorry, everybody. Whoa, it's Ontario. What? Oh, okay. I don't know. Never mind. Uh, Then there's the UK. We've got France, Spain, Greece, Pakistan, India, frickin' Indonesia, Ecuador, and Chile. Crazy. 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 And I mean, you know, 
I everybody who's given us a chance or just listened to one episode, I just want to say thank you because it's really cool to know that, I mean, I don't want to be a representation of the United States <laughs> at all, but um, I think it's really cool to see that. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was a late laugh, but that was funny to me. I was giggling, just not close to the microphone, so my bad. But, you know, it's pretty cool to see. And I think that, you know, we do have a lot of, because we, I mean, I am in Colorado, but we are technically based out of Oregon. And that's, you know, that's where I'm from. That's where I'm moving back. That's where uh, Holly is. But it's really cool to see that out of all of those listeners, we have 119 separate downloads from Oregon. And I know that those are small chump change to a lot of people, but that is a really cool thing to know. It That's is so really cool. cool. I know. It's and great. I, you know, I'm sure I can speak for Holly when I say that we just appreciate all your guys' support. And um, like we said, we're not doing this for a specific reason other than to just have some fun and and including Emily that we've had a lot of friends who are like, it's just really fun to listen to you guys. It feels like we're in the room with you and we're just having a fun conversation. And it's just nice. So that makes me feel really warm and fuzzy inside. Um, speaking of the warm and fuzzies. Yeah. So this morning, um, I already said it, but I'm going to say it again. Whoa, dude. I'm going to say it again. Uh, because it was super cute. Um, I was sleeping. Landon came up. He made my breakfast. He made me peanut butter toast on hamburger buns, but it was really cute. That's a, I didn't, okay, you sent me that picture and I didn't know it was hamburger buns. Yeah, it was hamburger buns. (laughs) That's so cute. It was the sweetest thing that I have ever experienced in my whole life. That's the first time he's ever done that. I feel like I've got a good mom award today, like, and he got a good sweetie award today. That was just. He really is so. And you know, you think about that too and like, like kids are very I mean observant of course but I feel like kids are very um trying to figure out life and if he's gonna take that time to do something for you because he knows that you're gonna like it how freaking sweet is that I know he's such so sweet I know and I've been having like really fucked up dreams lately like I did I had I actually experienced sleep paralysis for the first time the other night oh yes um, which we were going to talk about that because we just went over that in the last episode. And I think that we fucking manifested that shit for you. I which think is you did. Wild. I know I'm it sorry. was crazy. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. You know, like you give and you take and the life and the live, you know, <laughs> stuff happens. But, um, it, it was insane. I, and I also like another thing too, is that because I haven't been drinking my like, uh, bipolar meds and stuff are actually working. Uh, yeah. so I've been having like fucked up dreams, like torture dreams, Whoa. like really bad oh, yeah, dreams. That dream that you told me about was yeah. wild. Yeah. There's just a Talk lot of weird it. stuff coming up or the dream, the uh, crazy torture dream. Um, well, so I was in, I if think I was, <laughs> yeah, I mean like, I mean, it's long and it's weird cause I don't remember all the parts, but I just remember going down into this, like, it wasn't a basement. It was, like, a driveway and then in a garage. But the garage, like, would open up super weird. And then there were three, me and three other girls down there. Um, And then there was this, uh, it wasn't, like, Saw the movie, but it, like, kind of was. Like, there'd be things every, you know, I don't know if it was 20 minutes to an hour, like, little things that would come down and we'd have to protect ourselves from them. 
but like 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 weird booby trap kind of shit yeah so then the one the first one that happened that I remember the most was there was um this chainsaw that was swinging from the ceiling back and forth Mm. and um the most fucked up part about this whole thing when it started swinging back and forth I fell asleep in my dream so I'm having these weird things yeah I'm falling asleep in my dream and I don't when you told me about that I I've done a lot of I've had a lot of wacko crazy dreams in my life and I've never fallen asleep in a dream or like falling asleep and then waking up again in a dream what the fuck yeah, I mean it was I just want to know dream. everyone who's experienced that because what I like That's blocked crazy. it out it was so crazy it's like I fell asleep in the dream with the chainsaws and then when I woke up same place same position chainsaws were gone everybody was fine we were under like one of those school desk tables very strange but oh, um weird. Uh, but yeah, this isn't the first time though. The first time that this happened to me was actually when I stopped drinking the first time. Um, and it was like three weeks after my last drink and I fell asleep, um, in a dream and I could not wake up. And it was so crazy because Landon, I was, he was a baby and I was trying to feed him breakfast, but I couldn't wake up from the couch. Like in your dream? In my dream. Yeah. I kept falling That's asleep so in my wild. dream. Yeah. And then I'm the sleep paralysis to... thing was crazy. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, well, I mean, to be honest with you, I've drank for the last three or four years Mm -hmm. on my medication. And this is the first fucking time that I'm feeling anything like this. So I really do think that it has to do with that, like, honestly, which is kind of scary for me. Not that I'm going to drink, but like, it's fucking, it's, it's kind of fucking scary. I don't know what's going to happen when I go to bed. It's scaring me. Well, yeah. And I mean, you think about it and you're like, you know alcohol changes so many things in the body and I'm wondering how it changes like brain chemistry because if you stop I'm sure like if people start drinking their dreams are weird and I know that when I used to smoke weed all day every day for years and then I just I I had to leave the country for six months and I couldn't smoke so I came back and I mean my dreams in when I was visiting my family were crazy because I just I didn't I wasn't stoned all the time like I I have no idea but I'm very interested in the science behind that because dreams are fucking something else and I'm so sorry that you had sleep paralysis that's scary I know it's just crazy that we were talking about it and then all of a sudden it happened um but yeah I was like breathing heavy I thought that I had like some you know like crazy rock on my chest like it was just it was fucked up but I didn't experience anything last night so you know that's good yeah that's good we'll see how it goes yeah. but other than that on the um the mom vibe so <laughs> i it's been pissing me off i bought this is today actually i received a package that i ordered because i was like oh i'll be fucking hip dude i received it today and it's not fucking hip um <laughs> i i'm trying to get these like fashion situation under control Uh, because I really want to look cool and fly and you know like cool mom or whatever so (laughs) I bought these pants that all the kids are wearing you know what I mean and youths um I put them on and I sent Shane the video but I straight up look they look like if Starbucks made trip pants I'm not even kidding you (laughs) it is like it's so bad and Everybody on this group was like, oh, wear like pants. A- yeah. Everybody was like, wear a short, a short top with it or like a tank top. And I'm like, I have the shoulders of a lion. Thank you so much. But <laughs> no, it's fucking November. But anyways, besides the point. It looks like I'm you trying can like my smuggle best. shit 
out yeah. of of Ross underneath those fucking That's pants. That's what I'm saying. They're no huge. ass. Absolutely like, no ass either. They look comfortable, though, which is the best part. But they, yeah, they're just, I mean, because you've been a skinny jean or boot cut jean and, and leggings person for as long as I can even remember. And those are totally not what they're you're not used it to. but i yeah. gotta i gotta say though we've talked about this before and i gotta commend you for going outside of your comfort bubble because when you grow up with a certain body and then that body changes and you're not used to it especially when you're an adult i mean i'm going through that shit right now but being okay enough in yourself and like confident enough to go i'm gonna try something even though i don't know if it's gonna make me feel comfortable one if it's gonna make me feel confident or if it's going to make me feel so far out of that comfort zone that I am like not myself anymore. But I mean, I got to commend you. I think we, that that's pretty cool. And you got did. some brown pants the other day and mm-hmm. they rocked. They rocked. And you never wear brown like that. I know. Well, that's what we actually were talking about this the other day that I did start like wearing different things out of the house because, you know, I'm starting to like work on my brain and stuff and I'm starting to live for myself, you know? Yeah. So I really started just like tiny by tiny. I mean, I wear black all the time. I basically Same. just wear very neutral black because it's my safety zone, yeah. you know. So I did try a little brown pant and I am trying different stuff because and then going outside with it um, to see if I like it, you know. Yeah. To, you know, it's throughout. like a, it's exposure therapy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's really it's really nice. I didn't really think about, you know that because I always lived in my safety zone but now I'm wearing clothes that I actually think are cute on my body not mm-hmm. hiding what's going on because behind I'm, them yeah. yeah yeah so it's been really good yeah. um but yeah other I, than I that mean, we already talked about that though well I mean <clears throat> it's a good transition because I'm, I'm trying to do this thing and I want I want as much help with it as possible um So, like I said, I got weight loss surgery a couple months ago, and um, I've already lost, like, shit, almost 50 pounds, which is wild to me. And um, I am finding that, so again, I work in a corporate office, and there is a level of, like, a certain type of attire that is expected of me on a daily basis, except for Fridays, cash Friday. Um, But I always dress like um I don't have a job and (laughs) it because nothing fits me anymore all these clothes that I got that were appropriate for the office aren't really appropriate anymore because I look like I am swimming in them like I I already veered towards oversized clothes because they made me feel comfortable with not having stuff touching like clinging to my body and my shape um, so now I'm wearing like leggings and button down shirts and sh- like my Doc Martin boots or flats or whatever, because it's, it's like semi formal, it's semi corporate, whatever. Um, but I'm veering towards just wearing leggings because I, the jeans that I had before surgery, but I couldn't get up past my ass or even think about buttoning over my pants sit on me like I stole them from somebody else. Like they're, <laughs> they don't look like they're mine. Like, uh, so those jeans are out of the question. I wore a pair of jeans last night at the Depeche Mode concert, mind you, which oh, was ew. fucking rad. But I felt like I felt like I had a diaper on. Like I was saggy, soggy bottom boy kind of situation. <laughs> it's not um, funny, but it's funny. It's funny. So I'm getting to this point where I'm like, I think I'm going to start 
like you, like veering off into things that I think are cute and things that I want to wear for my body um, instead of things that I think would hide me the best because um, I'm trying to change my mentality, not just around food and not just around body image, but self representation. And like I've always done my hair. I've always, you know, I did makeup a lot when I was younger. Um, I have tattoos like there's there are certain things that make me feel confident because I have full control over them, but I never had control over how I looked in my head obviously uh, has a lot to do with insecurity and all these other things that we can go into at another time but clothes are a huge 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 thing and it's it's how someone presents themselves to you and I know that not many people think of it that way but I think that I've never had the opportunity especially being bigger and having so many stores not accommodate that at all unless you want to pay the fat tax which is like hey here's a shirt that looks exactly like the size six shirt but you're going to pay $10 extra because you're fat and it's your problem, not ours. And that's just how it's always been. So I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm about to fucking strut some shit real quick. Okay. I want to wear everything that I've never worn. Well, and the thing about <laughs> so, it is for you too right now, you're in this like weird spot where you know that you're going to lose a shit ton more weight, you know? So yeah. it's like, where do you exactly. what do you that's buy? why the like you don't want to buy anything mm-hmm. you know crazy because you don't even know what your body's gonna look like in a year or you know what I mean how yeah. things feel to you or what you want and it's it's creating this weird like pocket of 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 shopping insecurity like I I don't go to big box stores I don't go to malls I exclusively thrift and I have for a long time because I've been poor but I even try and do that because I don't want to spend X amount on clothes that I know won't fit me. Granted, of course, I'm going to donate them all when they don't because why the fuck would I throw them away? But that's why I live in leggings and the button down shirts that are too big for me. They still look okay. Like they're just extra flowy. But it's it's crazy because like, what am I supposed to wear? (laughs) What am I supposed to do? But yeah, I want to do more uh, color pieces and I want to get some more fitted stuff. Um, I need to get new bras because my boobies are gone. My boobies my, are boob- gone. My boobies are gone. But it'll be cool. And I think that I might make that into a little... Also getting out of my comfort zone with being on camera and, you know, being perceived. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of camera. Uh, oh. I think... What? I was just <laughs> going to say, speaking of camera, my video earlier. Um, oh. That was separate. But... but. But yeah, I feel like um, I might make this into like a little series, which is like, you know, finding my fashion and, and I might make some videos on um, recommendations that people may have of clothing, ooh, clothing brands and shops that they like. Um, I really want to shop local. I want, you know, more fashionable pieces and I want as much advice as I can get um, to kind of get out of that comfort zone because I'm very much like you, Holly, where I like black. Um, I like to be very comfortable and I don't want I I haven't for a long time I haven't wanted to be noticed so at this point I think I want to start noticing myself hey oh girl (laughs) but yes I really want to talk about the video that you sent me and I want to preface this real quick with on that journey of being confident I'm gonna you know when I get to the point where I feel strong enough and confident enough to do so I want to start lifting weights and working out and Holly has been doing that for a while so I said hey is this weird if you like (laughs) record some of your sets because I want to know what the fuck to do even though I I probably I there's no way I can start at the weight that you are lifting but 
I want to kind of see the routine. And she was like, yeah, no problem. This is a couple days ago. And then I fucking <laughs> today I get a text and I was just I was in this two hour ish long big ass meeting and I'm in corporate brain. So I was like doing flow charts and like examining verbiage and like trying to configure all these things to legally match each other. It was fucking wild. I can't imagine um, going from verbiage to like me talking. That sounds well, but wild. It's funny <laughs> because <laughs> it's because I <laughs> give yourself a little bit more credit, but I, it was so funny because I sat down at my desk and I was in this mode of like, we're going to get shit done. And I got a text from you and you were like, oh yeah by the way I just I did the video and it was like a video still of your face and I was like what is this and I press play <laughs> dude just tell them what fucking happened oh my fucking god so I got my new weight set and Shane wanted me to record me doing some stances or whatever so I did anyways I get I just got my weight set in I'm starting to set everything up and I have a dumbbell that has um uh it has 25 pounds on each side so 50 pounds right so I lift it up and I don't use it like up and down. I lift it so there's a there's a weight at the top and a weight at the bottom. So it's So you're holding it. Yeah, I'm holding the weight at the yeah. top. So I go to do this little thing and it just all falls apart. Biggest so sound. You set ever. it up. You set it up and you're like, okay, so here's the video. And you're like, I hold you like you pick up the weight and you're like, I hold it like this. And you went, okay, I'm gonna turn it to the side so you can see what I'm doing. And you like readjust <laughs> it, and all of a sudden it just goes boom and like falls on the floor, and that's twenty five pounds. It falls on hardwood. Yeah. And the video, because it cuts off where your like knee is, I straight up thought that you dropped twenty five pounds straight on your foot and then the video ended. And I was like, What the fuck is that? But I don't I know. The Did... look on your face. Yeah. I was like, Oh, um but then at and the I end the I don't did you, jumped yeah did you see the oh never mind did you get that part <laughs> that was I was like well, whoops it was the funny, funny part was is was like I I got to my desk after this meeting I opened this video up I had my earbud in and I was listening to it and um I went oh shit in <laughs> the a quiet fucking office where all these people are on their computer and doing very businessy things and I had two people go are you okay and I was like yeah uh, I think my friend just broke her foot with weights. <laughs> so I did go back and watch the whole video just to see what went on. But I saw that you were, you were totally fine. But yeah, it freaked me out because it sounds I mean, it, so I think it, it sounded I so think it fucking sounds worse. scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds worse on your headphone. <laughs> but that was great. That's the best tutorial video I've ever seen in my life. Thank you. I'll and keep them coming. It. Absolutely. Yeah. Correctly. We're I'll gonna keep do them coming correctly. Yeah correctly we're gonna we you know when i when i move back we're gonna get our studio office and then we're gonna fucking lift weights together in the fucking oh backyard God. bro this is the first mm. time i've done it in like a month and i feel i feel great today i really do that's awesome I need it. hell I'm glad yeah. that they came in the mail it took a very long time but i'm very happy i need to do it how so, long did it take i was a week too long you know oh, it was a week fair. but i just oh you know i meant like <laughs> I mean, it's like been too long for me, basically. Yeah, That's yeah, fair. yeah, exactly. Um, but no, That's I feel cool. a lot better now that I'm doing it. But um, yeah, on another cool. note, though, funny story in my life. I get this text. <laughs> I got this text from uh, my, this person uh, that was like, hey, is this Holly? And I'm telling Shane this for the first time, like, in forever. Or no, oh, yeah. not, this is not the first time, but like. For some reason, I don't know why I never brought this up to you, but so I get this text like, this is a year ago now, and it was like, hey, is this Holly? 
And I was like, yeah, who is this? And he was like, it's your father, LOL. And this is the first time he talked to me in (laughs) fucking years, 10 years. Because how the fuck would you know? How the fuck would would I know? know? I don't know. Why are you putting LOL? But ever since then, I have him saved (laughs) in my phone as dad, I guess. (laughs) And I just told Shade about this the other day. And I can't believe I never said anything. I also can't believe, what am I supposed to change it to, though? I can't change it now. I'm never going to change it. No, and it'll be great. Dad, Dad I, guess. I guess. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. You know, I was I was talking about this to you, too, when you told me that story. I was like, if if I had my dad's number, I want I didn't know if I, what I would put as his as his contact name because it wouldn't his name was Daniel. And I I wouldn't put it as Dan or Daniel. I'd probably put it as like like. Yeah, like Jesus what? Shit, like what do you do? Yeah, yeah exactly. what are you supposed yeah. to do? <laughs> like, and I, I don't, I have no idea. But um, gosh. Oh, dude, thinking about huh? Oh no, go ahead. Oh, thinking about all that too is like, if you don't know too, like I've I've brought it up in these uh, prior episodes, but I found out that my dad died a couple months ago, and him and I didn't have much of a relationship, so it wasn't devastating in that respect but um I found out that he had a sister and you know they lived in Oregon this whole time they were trying to find me all this stuff it's been a lot to process and um going back so I'm visiting uh Oregon for a week soon and in a um, few in, motherfucking days I'm so excited I'm about to freak out dude I'm, I know it's I'm on a countdown right now um but it, I thank God for therapy. I say it every fucking time. I love therapy so much. And I, I think everybody and their goddamn mom, especially everybody's mom should get therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. But, uh, in my last session I brought up, she asked me, she was like, okay, well, how's the energy in your house with going back to Oregon? Because, you know, Patty grew up there. I lived there for the better part of 10 years. Like that's where we made our lives. Like that's, it's such a significant place. And the trip that we're going on is very specific. I mean, I fucking down to a goddamn T. We have every day planned out because we're trying to get strategically as much in without getting overwhelmed as possible. And one of those whole days um, was dedicated to waking up early as shit and driving down to Eugene. It's like a halfway point to meet my aunt. And, um, she was like, how's the energy in the house? And I said, it's very anxious. I said for Patty more so because he's excited to see his friends and family. And I, I said for me, yes, those things, but also that like the dynamic of my life. It's a loaded trip. Yeah. 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 The dynamic of my life is, I feel like is shifting permanently, not necessarily in a bad way, but in a way that I can't fully comprehend at this moment. And it just went into this whole fucking thing about how, and I felt this way when I met my mom's sister for the first time. And, you know, the first time I met her, you, everybody has to realize that she lives in a different country. So I was going to go for two weeks. And even if we didn't mesh and even if they didn't like me or I didn't like them, I was there, I was stuck there. And it was this idea of, am I good enough? Are they going to like me? Um, are they going to be people that want me in their family? Um, and then I thought, and I was like, well, it was like, no, what if I don't like them? What if they're not good enough for me? And it was, it was an immediate like defensive response because I needed to have, you know, she explained it. She's like, why does it have to be 
good enough for me or good enough for them? Why does it have to be this or that or nothing? Um, and I was like, well, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's this expectation that I have on myself that I have to be good enough to be accepted. And she was like, but that, that makes you always have an escape, right? Like if they're not good enough for you and it, and if you don't like them, then you can just dip out and leave. And I was like, yeah, she's like, which is totally fine. And I understand. And she's like, and if you're not good enough for them, they can just dip out and leave. And she was like, why can't you just be yourself and that be enough? And I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> well, Thanks fuck. again. <laughs> right. And we went into it and it was probably the heaviest therapy session that I've had in years, years and years. And I, I, I can say with full confidence that I am far more emotionally intelligent than I was five, six years ago. But holy shit, this session hit me like a fucking truck because we went into the fact that for my entire childhood, I had to prove that I was lovable. I had to prove that I was worth time because my mom loved me so much when I was baby, when I was a baby and like a toddler. And then around three or four, everything changed. And I was the reason that she was unhappy. She took all of her anger out on me and I was her therapist. And I, you know, held all of her problems and had to find all the solutions as like a six or seven or eight year old, like what the fuck? And how could you in that environment that's really abusive in many ways. Like how could, how could you not think that that is your fault? Like being a child and like going, well, it has to be me. There, there's no one else around. It was just me and my mom. I was like, it has to be me. She loved me. And I know she loved me. She says she loves me all the time, but she treats me like trash. And I, the only factor here is me. So it's obviously my fault. And growing up, you know, into adulthood, early adulthood and, and where I am now, like going to meet somebody whom I've never spent time with, but also is just so open and understanding and kind. And those are my first impressions, obviously. But there was this anxiety of I'm not going to be good enough this whole day out of this very short time we have to visit with people and all these other things that we have planned and all these wonderful things that we we have going on. Like I'm thinking about if I'm not good enough for these people that I barely fucking know how bullshit is that because you know it is it's it is what if they're not good enough for me or what if I don't like them what if we don't get along you know there's all these what ifs and I just you know she she forced me to sit there and go well that's okay like you don't have to be performative and you don't have to justify your presence to have a space to exist what the fuck and it's like a recurring it's a recurring mentality and it's such bullshit. And I have so much resentment for my mom for making me feel like I was never good enough. Like I was a rainbow baby. She had four miscarriages before me. And then she would tell me that if I didn't stop crying after she hit me, that she would give me up for adoption. How does that? And then she'd go, Oh, I love you so much. Like, how are you not supposed to be confused about that? Like, how is that not confusing? And then it fucks with you forever. Forever. And then, yeah, forever. And then you have to, it, it's just crazy how long it lasts because those things will last. I mean, for you and for me, like in our 20s, we have chosen so many fucking relationships that have oh, given off the God. same. You know what I mean? Because it, it, it when, just, when that's yeah. all you know, when that's all you know, and like you look at that and I go, well, this is how you lived. I have no fucking clue how she survived. I mean, uh, anyway, but 
looking at all those examples of what quote love looked like and I'm like when someone I mean even if you're just talking about the relationship that we had like she would be terrible and then say she loved me so in my brain I was like well someone can love me and still be terrible and evil and that's what I'm looking for because you can still be evil say you love me and I should feel loved right Mm -hmm. yep the justification is bazonkers to me I don't get it and it's so fucked up because I feel like my brain is mapped backwards and I'm having to constantly dig myself out of pockets in my head where I'm like wow this this place in my mind is so dark and it's so comfortable and that's not fucking fair yeah (laughs) it's a lot of resentment and a lot of not fairs that I'm trying to work through um and it's you know living in that childhood mind it's so hard to kind of snap yourself out of it and break away from the mentality that you use to survive for so long when you don't have to survive anymore it's crazy and i, brought I feel this like up to within the last few weeks though you have gotten there's been a whole different light about your yeah, yeah. so i think that you're starting to really um dissect these but in a very positive loving way towards yourself which I'm very proud of you because I know how fucking hard it has been for you to do that while loving yourself of course everybody Uh, has days but you're doing so good it's crazy I mean I mean yeah again I love therapy um (laughs) but it's it's I don't know I think I just I've gotten so exhausted with being sad and 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 beating myself up about things I could have done differently or choices that I could have made and you know just talking about relationships alone I'm like wow how did I let somebody treat me so poorly and then I have to immediately follow it up with because that's all I knew and that's okay it's not my fault you know I I have to kind of grow up through that but um I after that session, I, uh, I haven't, I make music for those who don't know, but I hadn't picked up my guitar in fuck over a year, maybe. And I sat on the side of my bed and I played the guitar and I came up with a song for the first time in a very long time. And, um, and as Shane's friend, you know how crazy that was to see, like (laughs) that creative side of you coming out and you sending me that I was like, fuck, something big is happening in the brain and it's fucking good. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it. At the end of the therapy session, my God, I love her so much. I wish she could be everybody's therapist. She's amazing. Her name's Emily. Emily's are great. I have a really great track with Emily. We love anyway, Emily's. Yeah, we love Emily's. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the session, I was so overwhelmed and I was crying so freaking hard that I was like, I was wiping snot from my nose and my nose was red and raw, like it was bad. But she went, you know. You're going to have this amazing trip soon and you're going to have so many wonderful things to look forward to. She's like, is it okay with you if you kind of box this moment and these feelings up and you just kind of give them to me for a while? She's like, I'll hold on to them. I will make sure that they're safe and they will be here for you when you're ready to open that up again. But you don't have to carry that with you for your trip. And I think that that act. Yeah. And I think that that act of symbolism and the the kind of the um, the metaphorical situation there well you can like see it physically happening exactly yeah and i exactly and i think it helped me actually remove that and create a little bit more breathing room in my brain and so when i picked up the guitar all this shit came out and um 
I sent it to you and I sent it to my aunt because she always loves me sending her music. Um, and she said that that song that I made gave her a big cry and she hadn't felt in a while and it was really cathartic and one of those experiences because I think it did encapsulate exactly what I was feeling at the moment which I have a really hard time doing so I'm you know kudos it was great (laughs) but her and I had a conversation about our parents and you know her dad is my grandpa and he's the same way my mom was um obviously a totally different generation and a lot more issues that come with that but we were like damn our parents are fucking shitty sometimes huh and then she went you know I think that your mom has object permanence do you know what that is Mm. do you know what that is yeah yeah and I I had to think about it for a minute and I was like, well, I have object permanence. I have raging ADHD. And I mean, but my object permanence is in the sense that I buy two cans of refried beans and then forget that we already have 12 in the cupboard because the cupboard's closed and I can't see the refried beans. There's that. And I was like, wow, I think my mom's object permanence is people. Yeah. Um, And if I'm not in her life, she doesn't have to worry about the responsibility and the emotional load that comes with the guilt of what she's done. So she can prosper. I've figured out that she's lost 100 pounds. She chopped all her hair off. She had the longest, like, ringlet, red, curly hair. And she chopped it all off and lost a bunch of weight. And she was never that person. And, you know, she's medicated. She is handling her shit. She seems pretty stable. But I I think that she just... And I'm saying this with the most love because I'm happy to be here. But um, I think that she never should have had me. I think that she couldn't... She was never equipped with the mental capacity for that kind of responsibility while having to deal with all of her own trauma. Um, so, yeah, I it's really crazy that now that I'm not in her life, she can handle a bunch of shit that she should have handled before having a fucking kid. And it makes me very resentful. But I'm also like, you know, do what you got to do, girl. I'm going to do what I got to do. And we're thriving, vibing and having a good time. Okay. It's so okay. interesting to me because, like, as a mother, obviously, yeah. you know, Landon is growing up with me and I'm growing up, but I am looking, like, I have, I am a completely different person than who I was when I had yeah. him, you know? Mm-hmm. I can't understand not wanting to grow up with your child. You know what I mean? Wanting Some people to can't. Get, and I, it just is so fucked. Like, I can't even, well, I can't imagine. Gotta, I mean, I understand it's a thing, obviously. It is a thing. Because, I mean, you know, you, same shit for me in a different way. But, like, I don't understand. I don't get it. It just blows my so mind. It so ex- it was explained to me by another therapist I had a couple years ago. Because I would tell her, I was like, you know, my mom's sober now. But I'm, I'm 16 and she talks to me like she's another teenager and I don't know what the fuck is going on because she's like angry all the time and yelling and it's like just a tyrant. And she went, well, you have to understand that when we're talking about the science behind it, chemically speaking, when the body goes, the body and brain go through heavily traumatic experiences that cause like PTSD or CPTSD. Um, that's a post-traumatic stress disorder or complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Very fascinating things if you guys want to read about it. But when people go through those situations, their, their, um, brain chemistry is altered in a sense that if it's repetitive trauma and something that happens when you're very young, 
um, it can stunt your growth mentally. So a lot of being with my mom, having gone through my own traumas and everything, but being with my mom in that time where she was sober and trying to figure out how she was thinking outside of alcohol, um, I think that she was very much so stuck in her younger years mature with maturity and uh, handling stressful situations. But it's crazy because I think that she just needed to not have the responsibility of being a parent to be able to grow up. Um, and it's devastating because... Again, how can that not be personal? It's how a is weird that not my thing fault? to say and think about. Right. Um, but, you know, she's going to do what she's going to do. I talk a lot also. No, it's no, it's all things that, like, I'm sure people, you know, have gone through as well. And mm. you have a very interesting situation, like, in general. But, like, in the last yeah. few months, like, I think that it's very helpful for you to talk about these things on here so that you can process them other people can process them with you other people can you know maybe say something will help you say a lot of really fucking helpful things that could help so many people (laughs) I mean even me you know what I mean like I FaceTime you I feel like you're my therapist sometimes and I don't mean that you know what I mean well and I've said this before I was like dude (laughs) my therapist I'm like yeah I fucking should pay you double because the shit that you're spouting off to me I am telling to anybody who will listen (laughs) but I I appreciate that and yeah I, I completely agree if 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 people like hear the stories that I'm telling them or telling and um resonate with them or feel more heard or seen or you know included I just I just I struggle a lot with internal loneliness not that I'm alone but I you know there's a lot of loneliness there so talking through it and processing it is very helpful uh and you know I just I would love to hear other people's stories about stuff too because I think that that inclusivity is so important it's so important and no one's alone and I know that my situation's not unique um in the sense of you know people who have have existed on this earth but I think that not not a lot of people feel comfortable enough to talk about it because it's so you know raw and icky feeling sometimes but yes. I uh, do you want to hear a unique situation? Just, uh, just is it a funny one? Uh, is it a funny one? Am I gonna laugh? Are we gonna change tunes? I, because I was it gonna say like I idea. we can I can start my what the hell story about my mother. Oh, we you know what mothers dude. mothers dude. Um, so like we said, we have the <laughs> what the hell topic. <laughs> we have the what the hell section. Um, we don't really have submissions yet. We are a very small baby podcast, but we'll get there someday. Uh, I read a couple um, Reddit posts last week, and Holly said that she has a really fun and interesting story about her mom. So this will be fun. It'll be. It'll take a little bit, but it's just okay. on the. It's funny that we started going into moms because I already like had this idea for what I wanted to talk about during this. So oh, great. I'm just really glad that it all kind of tied together. Um, Love it, mom trauma. Because yeah, mom trauma. Um, so I don't know if this is unique, but it's definitely <laughs> interesting. You know, um, I'll just make a long story a little long, but kind of short. I'll start off. So my mom had me when she was 16 and, you know, we lived in Missouri for a while. Um, and then when I was about 12, we moved to California in Santa Cruz. Very fun, very cool. Um, she had a job in Silicon Valley. She was a registered nurse and that's what she did 
for a very long time. I'd say she was probably a nurse for like, I don't know, five, maybe 10 years. I don't remember. But when we moved up to Portland, when I was like, you know, an age, we only lived in California for two years. I'm from Missouri. I grew up very traditional and I didn't, you know, I didn't like know much about like spiritual stuff. Catholic. Yeah, I grew up Catholic too. So I didn't know much about like the spiritual realm and talking to dead people and like lighting candles and stuff. So all of a sudden she like makes this switch. She like we were just talking about. I like to give her the benefit of the doubt a lot because she did have me when she was 16. She has been growing up with me and I really try my best to give her the benefit of the doubt. But um, uh, this kind of sent me over the edge. Um, She started like, you know, talking to dead people, which is fine. She started just like, you know, just like very um, witchy, yeah, woo-woo stuff. And I was like, okay. And then she started a business. She started like doing sessions for people, doing all this stuff. And it's, she quit nursing. So now she's a full-time medium, I guess. I don't really even know. Um, it's, because, the, it's the Portland of it all. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So she, she's, you know, started her own business. She has been doing that for, you know, I don't know, like six fucking years now, seven years. Um, but a couple years ago, Landon was like three years old and she has, you know, made a bunch of new friends. She's gotten with this new crowd and they're all woo woo mediums. Mm -hmm. And she goes on a trip to Egypt. And I was worried and I've always been very scared of like overseas stuff or whatever. So I was extremely worried about her safety just because Like like travel. Yeah, like Mima said, I'm the only stable one in this relationship. So <laughs> I was worried about her. I didn't know what was going to go on. And like, you're it like, just, I'm the kid. Yeah, God exactly. I know. And I was just, I was scared because, you know, whatever. But we don't talk much while she's there. Um, you know, she updates me. She lets me know that things are going okay and that's good. And how and long is she supposed to be there? She was there for about a month. So she was there oh, for a while. Oh, that's right. And before this, our relationship was never really good. And especially when she started getting into this woo-woo stuff and saying that, like, furniture was talking. Like, there's so much more to the story. What? Yeah, well. <sighs> okay. Like, there's know. just, there's so much. But, sorry, quick side note. She was telling me that a mattress said that it didn't want to be in a specific room. <laughs> like I'm telling you like it was it was to the point where okay. I couldn't even have conversations with her because she was th- like it was it in my head that's like you need to go to the fucking mental facility. You know what I mean? There's something wrong. There's something wrong. Um so we have never really had the best relationship but after that I was like you're fucking crazy. You're manipulating yeah. me through the dead people. Like I'm not doing that. I'm putting this fucking yeah. mattress in that bedroom. Anyways, So she goes to Egypt, she comes back, and I'm going to be honest with you, I really genuinely believe this is the reason why I got diagnosed with bipolar. Like, I mean, amongst everything else, because there's so much more, this was like the beginning of my downfall. She comes home, and she's married to a guy that she had met... But, so there's two ways you can get married. You can get, like, love, family married. Egypt. Or, yeah. 
Or there's like sex married. She sex marries this guy so that they can have sex. She just met him. Oh, so is it like is it like it's a more of an informal like like a marriage? So it's just so they can have the passion, yeah. not necessarily like the legal fam- like starting yeah. a family kind of shit. Okay. Well, because he already has a wife. He has a wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he yeah. So he has his wife that's married. Um, or that he's married to that lives somewhere else. And then my mom came into the picture and they have this informal wedding just so they can have sex. In my head, I was like, what the fuck? Like, that is so again. I mean, what to each their own. But, like, that was crazy. But the kicker was the reason why she thought she had to marry this guy was because there's one day he was her tour guide, BT Dubs. There was one day they were going on this tour of this fucking pyramid or whatever. And she walks out of the pyramid and all of a sudden, these are this is all what she said to me, this spirit of a red hawk just came up and engulfed her with a hug. And then this man comes out right after that and is like, I'm so sorry, my, uh, my spirit hawk just hugged you and that never happens. That only happens with like my family members and I don't know what it is about you, but like my just hawk came out. Like this is all real. Like this is really what happened. <laughs> my hawk wants my to hawk fuck came out. you. Yeah. So I then know. it was a few, this is like the second day. So I think like a week into it, she kept seeing this black cat that was roaming around her little, you know, Airbnb or whatever she had. And um, uh, I don't know if they saw each other every day or if it was every other day, but the next time they saw each other, he admitted to her that... (laughs) (laughs) Ah, wait, okay. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. He admitted to her that... um, he 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 shapeshifts at night into the cat to check on her while she's sleeping so that he can make sure that she is safe. Okay. And um while she's t- like and this is and then they get married and then I don't know what happens after that because I was just like I can't I can't. Like you, you blacked out a little bit. Yeah, I blacked out a little bit. But while she's telling me this, you should have seen the smile on her face. She was, like, so happy. This was Smitten. all normal. Like, this is not, like, like I said, I shouldn't be, like, she shouldn't be worried about how this is going to affect me. But, like, a little, you know, a little bit. She was, like, you and Landon have to come to Egypt with me next time. Like, there's shapeshifters there. Like, just crazy. She Whoa. was like, you can only shapeshift in Egypt. What? So she just, it's crazy. That's my story. My mom fucking goes to Egypt, talking to dead people, meets a tourist whose red hawk hugs her. He turns into a cat at night, and they're shapeshifters, and they're married. And they're married. And he's already married. And she just comes back. What happened after that? I remember you were telling me about like some correspondence that she was having with him about the fact that they were like married oh was yeah she's sending well, he ghosted Go her mm. he ghosted her they were talking for probably about three weeks after she came back and he just completely ghosted her so then wow. i think they had to go through the divorce process i don't know what that was i moved out a month after that 
I lived because I lived with her with Landon. I moved out a month after that because I was like, this is crazy. It's a lot. Yeah, that was a lot. Um, but yeah, other than that, she, you know, God love her, but she uses her fingers to ask questions. Oh, yeah, she rubs her rubs her thumb and her middle finger together, yeah. and like if they if they stick, then something's off and wacky. Yeah, she just basically wow. like. You know, I would love to have a relationship with her. We've never, I can't remember one time that we sat down and watched a movie or had dinner together or anything. We just can't get on the same, we can't, we can't do it. And especially after that, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because she's in Egypt right now. And I'm telling you, I can't wait to update you guys on what happens on this next episode Uh, Egypt. Amy goes to Egypt. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> oh dude yeah i feel like that's also like a an, an overflowing never-ending plethora of what the actual fuck is going on i mean yeah and there's what, so much you know, more what the hell? but like you know it's what the fucking hell what the hell yeah what the hell was that a good one I, for our yeah. first one i think i got uh, yeah, it <laughs> i think so i think you got it it's also you know it goes into that whole like we look to our parents to be the stable ones I mean, we understand that, you know, they're living life for the first time, too. I mean, depending on whatever you believe in. But I think that it's so crazy because, like, Jesus fucking Christ, you're supposed to be the stable. I'm supposed to be the one that's having my crazy moments. I'm I'm supposed supposed to to go marry a cat from Egypt. Like, why the fuck are you doing it? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You're taking, you're stealing my thunder, mom. Exactly. (laughs) Fuck it. Seriously, dude. So, yeah, I know. Never boring. Never boring. It's never boring. Um, never fucking boring. But on that note, I'll let on you know what note, happens when she comes back. And thank you yeah, for listening. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening. As as we've said so many times before, uh, we have our website. Um, you can visit it at don'tbesorrypodcast.com. You can visit our Instagram at don't be sorry po- at, at don't be sorry podcast or email us at don't be sorry podcast at gmail.com. Um, let us know your thoughts on our topic today's and we'd love to hear your experiences, your stories, uh, recipes, anything. You can listen to us anywhere podcasts exist and we encourage your feedback. Um, thank you for listening and have a good life. Bye. Um, so I was thinking about it, and I've never seen, like, you know, you know how they have ASMR photos or, like, videos? I think that I want to start, like, a, a crack cooking ASMR, you know? <laughs>